Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show here at Nerd Herder. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. I'm your Herd Mom, Megan. Are we at Nerd Herder, or are we our Nerd Herder? We are at our... at our Nerd Herder. Are we human, or are we dancer? We're Nerd Herder. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here today with a very new and different episode than anything we've done before, uh, because you... Most of you in the herd have actually helped us pick what we're talking about today. So we did something new called uh, Herd Choice Spotlight. So basically that's going to be a series where we're going to put out there a few options for you guys to choose from, and you're going to vote on what we talk about for a main show. This time it was uh, characters. Next time it may be certain. It, it, it really can be any category of things. Um, but at the end of the day, it'll always be picked by you guys. And so there we go. We got that done uh, this week. And first of all, we reached out and asked you guys, who are some characters you'd like to know more about? Mm-hmm. Who are some characters that you would like for us to talk about more? Um, and I love the fact that everybody suggested it was a female. Yes. We had uh, Maz, we had Winter Kletchu, we had Yaddle, and we had Mon Mothma. Yeah. <laughs> And surprisingly, Maz Kanata won out. Um, I'm not surprised. She's I, fantastic. Uh, you know, oh no, I mean, I agree. It's, it's a pleasant surprise. But I was just, I, I was still surprised. Um, I figured, I, I thought maybe Mon Mothma might have taken it, but nope, Maz Kanata. So today, that's who we're talking about. We're spending the episode talking about Maz Kanata, what we know, what we think, what we don't know, all that good stuff. And so, if you don't like it, it's your fault because you picked it. Uh, <laughs> it's no. all your fault. Um, no, oh, but hopefully, hopefully you do enjoy it. We wanted to do something where it just feels like you have more participation in it, and so this was what, what we came up with. So we don't really have a schedule for when the next one will be, but this yeah. is where this is when this one will be. We know that right now because yes. it's happening. Um, so we're going to talk about Maz today. We also have some news and some good questions um, from you guys. So Megan, without further ado, give me that news. I give you that news. Um, so, in gaming news, like I said, guys, we'll have another game soon. Yeah, we're <laughs> so. we're we're a week away from celebration, which yes, means um, at celebration, we're gonna see a trailer. We know that much. We're gonna get some info on the creation of the game. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I sound like Darth Vader at random points. This pollen and stuff is giving me the ick. So just yeah, be patient with me. But <clears throat> he has been seduced by the dark side. By the yellow side. <laughs> Yuck. Um, yeah, so Celebration, we know we're getting a trailer for Jedi Fallen Order. We know we're getting a trailer, and we're going to get to play a, a very early demo of Vader Immortal. Yes. So we're going to have more to talk about by the end of next week. Yes. So, and if you... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we're hoping that you'll get to explore a little bit of Mustafar. Yeah, we, we were... Um, we watched Rogue One last night, and, and I'd mentioned that because, you know, we see Vader's castle. That's where Vader's castle and the attraction with it, I think, began, is with mm-hmm. Rogue One. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, from there, I, I just mentioned, you know, I can't wait to explore that castle. Mm-hmm. I'll want to see that castle more. Yeah. What if, like, one of the first things you do in the game is, like, come out of the back to tank? I don't think you're... I don't know that you're playing Darth Vader. <clears throat> I think you're playing an agent of Darth Vader. Hmm. Well, that would be cool. Um, but I'm wondering. I, I would love though if part of the first episode. I would I, not spend a whole lot of time on it, but 
I love it if the first episode is you get dropped off and you're, you're just told Darth Vader wants to meet with you and you have to find your way to that room. So, like, you're just mm-hmm. wandering through the castle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't want it to be too long because I don't want the whole game to just be wandering through the castle. But I yeah. do want the dread of just, like, Ooh. oh, goodness. It's spooky, spooky. <laughs> right? Um, <clears throat> how much would you like to take a nap in a back to tank? Uh, not at all. Really? No. Why? Because <laughs> it's wet. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't enjoy the thought of being submerged for a diaper nap. I, I, I really want to do it. <laughs> it seems like it would be fun. Like I don't know about sleeping fun. in a tank. Uh, but yeah. So <clears throat> if you want some live information about what's going on at Celebration, we've mentioned already. But head over to our YouTube channel. We're going to be doing daily updates of what's happening at Celebration. We're going to keep it yeah. non-spoilery mm-hmm. while also trying to give you enough that you kind of understand some of what's going on. Yeah. But we obviously, there's we don't want to, oh, this is what happened in the trailer, and this is what, you know. We want yeah. you to enjoy that for yourself for the most part, but we do want to help you see what you can't see if you're not at Celebration, or to just hear what we think. So YouTube, mm-hmm. head there. We're going to be covering it each and every day. Um, so there's that. But until we get to that gaming news, until we get more games, Battle we have Front. Battlefront, yes. Uh, so EA revealed that new Clone Wars era map locations will be coming to Battlefront 2 for Capital Supremacy in April, May, and June. This will likely be Naboo, Kamino, and Kashyyyk. Yeah, I mean, because well, they, they specifically said that an existing planet will be coming to yeah. Capital Supremacy, which is nice. I'm really glad they're doing it, and they're doing it quick, because when they announced first off, I, I was surprised that they made it Clone Wars exclusive. Mm-hmm. And then to make it Geonosis, it's like, okay, I get that, and Geonosis is the newest one, that'll be cool. Uh, I'd hoped, I really hoped that they would be doing more planets soon. Yeah. But I thought it would be later down the road, so I'm glad they're very quickly coming back and saying, hey, no, we're, we're going to do more planets for it. So Because yeah. I think that'll keep it interesting. Because the difficult thing, like Geonosis is great, I'd love that kind of gameplay <clears throat> in other game modes or on other planets as well. Yeah. Um, so it can, because it just kind of gets okay. Geonosis is great. I love it, but yeah. Um, and so that was one thing I wasn't as excited about with the new Capital Supremacy thing. I was like, okay, a little bit more Geonosis. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad we'll get to revolve other planets. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope one day they'll consider not making it Clone Wars exclusive. Yeah. I, 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 I get you. I've said before, there's a lot of Clone Wars stuff going on right now. What if they make a new game mode where you've got a team playing as clones? Kind of like uh, Ewok, the Ewok map. You've got a team playing as clones, and you've got either one or two or a few players playing as Jedi. And then Ooh, at the beginning Order of the 66? map... Yeah, you get Order 66. Oh, that would be something. It would be a lot of fun. You would have too much fun. That I would, would be cry really cool. Because um, that's kind of like, I've, I've talked with some people on Twitter before about like a Ewok hunt version with Darth Vader where you're on the mm-hmm. Tans of Eve and basically you have to avoid Darth Vader. That uh, would be fun. And I was like, that would be really cool. That'd be kind of like uh, Friday the 13th, the game. Or where, like you know, Alien Isolation even. Yeah. Um, but in Friday the 13th, you've got one player playing as Jason and everyone yeah. else is playing as victims. Yeah. So, that, and that's essentially what Ewok hunt is. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I think... <clears throat> I, I think if they could expound on elements like... Because I love oh, yeah. Ewok Hunt. Yeah. But at the same time, I can only do... I, you know, I, 
I don't want to sound complaining. It's just that as much as I love what's going on with Battlefront, I would like it they just expanded it a little more. Yeah, I get that. You know, like, I love, I love, you know, Ewok Hunt, but I'd love if they take that concept and, like you said, apply it to the Clone Wars era. Mm -hmm. Give us some orders. That would be really cool. That would be um, You know, like, just take it into more areas. Mm -hmm. It's so awesome, I just don't think it can be contained in what it's contained in right now. Yeah. And that's how I feel with Capital Supremacy. And, spoiler alert, I still haven't played it because work and life, dang mm -hmm. it. But, yeah. As awesome as it sounds, it's and I mean everybody seems to be loving it on social media and everything. It's so awesome that it sounds like okay, but take take it further. Yeah. Go to the next level. <laughs> you know. Um, but I mean, and I was even thinking I'd love one where it's like you know play on the era. Mm -hmm. I get capital supremacy war big scale. You want to do that during the um, the Clone Wars era. I mm -hmm. I get that. What if in the Resistance First Order time we had much more secretive missions where your your mission depends on not getting detected? Incorporate more stealth kills, like you know, give objectives where it's like if you get caught you fail kind of things. Yeah. Because it you know First Order Resistance it's much small scale it's smaller scale it's much more secretive war you know, mm -hmm. or essentially it's been called the Star Wars Cold War, and that's very true, and so incorporate game elements that reflect the, the era, I think, mm -hmm. would be great. I think, basically, they're doing amazing stuff with Battlefront. Yeah. And I think and believe that they can be doing more. Yeah. And that's not me dissatisfied with what they're doing. I'm just so satisfied with what they're doing, I can't wait to see them take it to the next level or adapt it to a new level. Yeah. You know, that's all it is. Also, my want for a scum and villainy game has evolved into like, hey, what if you could pick a class? Like, you got bounty hunter, you got pirate, you got mm -hmm. all this stuff. But I like... Think, I think that would be the way to do it. Oh yeah, and if you played as pirate, you'd be like a part of a Hondo's band. Well, and that's the thing, is like, if they really went big with it, yeah, you could do that. You could have a couple of different pirate classes, you could have a couple of different yeah bounty hunter classes, you can have a couple of different smuggler classes. Mm -hmm. Um... And that's your deal. And you pretty much follow the same story, but from a different perspective. So mm -hmm. you're, you're doing the same story as a smuggler or as a bounty hunter, but you're coming at it from a different angle. So it, it's not like it's the same beats, like, you know, press yeah. A for this, press B for this. You know, oh, I know this part, i got to go do that. No, it's more like, wait, the story's yeah. the same, but because I'm a bounty hunter, my playing, my role is different. Yeah. So now instead of trying to smuggle something, I'm actually trying to catch the smuggler. Yeah. Or so forth and oh, so on. And like you could have boss fights where it's like uh, IG-88 or mm -hmm. Bosk even. Like that, the yeah. big boss being uh, Boba Fett maybe. I, I feel like that would be too video gamey. Yeah. But I do think boss fights would be... Uh, like I do... That's something I... I enjoy boss fights. Yeah. I, well, and it's something that can work. Um, it's yeah. something that can be done really well if it doesn't feel like yeah. a video game moment where... Oh yeah. Know, definitely. Like, I'm a Nintendo fan person, as I almost said fanboy. Um, I'm a Nintendo fan. I I know how much boss fights can add to a game, yeah. but I also know how bad boss fights can be well, sometimes. Because I, I mean, also played Sly Cooper. E even good boss fights, it's just it's about the the silliness of it. Like if yeah. you're trying to sell like this is a real story event, oh, yeah. like believably happening <clears throat> event, it's not gonna. 
you know, pixelated yeah. music's not going to play in the background <laughs> when IG-88 shows up. Like, I would love that, though. Create it in a proper scenario, mm-hmm. uh, is all I'm saying. And don't, you know... Yeah. I, I, I'm not... I'm, I'm saying it could work. And I think it could work. Yeah. And hopefully... Something like that will be down the road. I mean, we know we're getting yeah. something with Jedi. We know we're getting something with Darth Vader. Um, I don't think we're going to get anything else probably till next year. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, we're getting two new games this year. Yeah, definitely. And I know VR kind of technically doesn't count because... VR counts. It counts, but it, it's small scale. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a little up for our next game announcement. Yeah, basically the game I want. For Scum and Villainy is like a mix between Assassin's Creed Black Flag and No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was so bored with No Man's Sky. I'm sorry, Brother Ryan, but like I I got so bored after a little <laughs> while. Because it's just it's just planet hopping. Yeah. Well, and they're only variations of each other a bit to, you know, yeah. it, it felt like. So yeah. um, there definitely has to be that excitement and those those pops of story like there's got to be legit story mm-hmm. going on because even yeah. like with elder scrolls like you're yeah. you've got your story and you've got your side quests but even in your side quests they're aiding in your story you're getting items you're exactly. getting you know you're you're leveling up you're getting stronger you're getting connections mm-hmm. so when you come to this point where it's like oh i need this oh wait i met a blacksmith on that one side quest let me go back and take up a favor with him exactly like that's that's what i and I think that's what a lot of people want. Because mm-hmm. um, it's still open world. It still feels yeah. like you're pretty free. Yeah. But you're also sticking to at least some sort of linear progression. Yeah. I think I think open world is great. That's the best way to get me to play a game is say, hey, open world. But there's such a thing as too much open world. And I think that's where No Man's Sky kind of... Well, dropped the baby. It, it's basically you know? free world. Like, it's way too free. We just made the game, and you can do whatever. It's like okay, but <laughs> like I need I, I need some advancement because there's people that can get off on that kind of stuff where it's yeah. like, oh, I can just go to this planet. I can salvage what I want. I can, like mm-hmm. there's people you know that that's a something yeah. enjoyable, but yeah. I th- I think you gotta interlace it to make it more yeah enjoyable by everybody. Yeah. Um, so after that ramble, let's get on to comic news. We only got two pieces of comic news. Uh, Star Wars main run issue number 64 and solo adaptation number 7 are both out this week. Yeah, and that ends the solo adaptation. Because um... only seven issues? Yeah. Oh, wow. Huh. And I still haven't started the Star Wars main run yet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, well, we're going to... We're going to be starting that, and we're going to be talking about comics more on our YouTube channel. So for those that have been asking and have been interacting with us about comic stuff or into comics, um, we're going to be starting conversations on that over on our YouTube channel, so you can head over there and subscribe for that. Uh, We're still ironing out the details of what exactly that's going to look like. I I originally said we're going to alternate between the main run and another series, Mm -hmm. um, but we might be reworking that. Either way, though, in the month of April, we are starting those videos. Yes. So that means go ahead and head over there and subscribe so you're connected to uh, ex- access that when it happens. Yes. And also, may as well go ahead and just definitively say, in May, we are going to be starting a horror Totally podcast. unrelated. <laughs> well, you reminded me. You were announcing things. I wanted to announce things. Well, yeah. Because, like, <laughs> yes. We are going to be starting a horror podcast in May. Yes. 
I wanted them to know, May 13th, it's going to be called Unmasked. So if you are a horror fan, stay tuned and wait for details on that. <laughs> it will not be on the Herd and on the Herd Yeah, it's Nerder. not going to be here. We're starting it. It's it's a separate network. It's its own thing. Yeah. Still part um, of the Herd. I almost did it again. <laughs> Still part of the Nerd Herder family, though. Yeah, I mean, because we're doing it. Yeah. We're Nerd Herder, but yeah. we're not... Um, if you ever wanted to hear more of my voice. <laughs> <laughs> we're not muddying, we're, you know, it's not, oh, yeah. but I only come for the Star Wars. I don't want to hear about... You don't have you to know, worry about it, that. It's going to be on a separate thing. It's mm-hmm. going to be its own separate thing, but we're doing it. Yeah. Um, so if you're, if that's another genre that you're into or that you would like to know more about, because that's what the concept is, is you know, kind of taking off the scary mask of horror so that you can see the beauty and appreciativeness yes. of the creativity behind it. Yes. You know, then there you go. And it's mostly, that. that's mostly based on when I was a kid, how I would watch, well, when, not when I was a kid, when I was younger, when my brother Justin would show me horror films and mm-hmm. be like, it's just a guy in a mask. Right. It's just a guy in makeup. Like, yeah. you don't have to be afraid of it. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's definitely a stigma around it, so that's part of what we want to take yeah. down, is just to enjoy the movies for being movies and the stories for being stories and whatnot. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to announce? I like grapes. <laughs> Got I any like a fridge grapes? Cold grape. People that keep their grapes out of the fridge. I don't understand. Anyway. So, we got book news, John. Yes, we do. Book news. Uh, we got official synopsis late last week for the recently announced audio novel thing. Uh, Dooku, Jedi Lost. Yeah, I put it in book news because a couple other people mentioned the same thing of like, wait, but isn't it book news? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, because it's, Kevin, it's technically a book. Like, Kevin said, like, it's more of a... It's more of an audio drama than a novel, but it like I don't know. Yeah. They'll probably like release a transcript or something. Well, that's what they said. They're they're thinking about it. Like yeah. they're trying to figure out. Like here's the thing. But okay, I, I get people that don't like necessarily audio medium stuff. Yes. But it's basically a it's like an episode. Or it's more like a film of Clone Wars, mm-hmm. all about Dooku. Dooku. Except without any pretty pictures. Yeah. Like, you gotta use your brain thing. I don't. I don't know. It's like I, I think. I think they yeah. should just. I think they should just release it as an audio yeah. thing, and leave it there. Like, yeah. I, I'm fine not getting a physical copy. Yeah, like uh, when we listened to Death Troopers, that was so much better than just sitting yeah. down and reading. Yeah, many are like that. So the synopsis says, delve into the history of the sinister Count Dooku in this audio original set in a galaxy far, far away. They're being, that's why I say they're being very selective with the way they describe this thing. Because they don't want to yeah. say it's an audio novel. And mm-hmm. Kevin Scott came out quickly to say, not angrily, but he came out quickly to say it's less of a novel. It's more like an audio drama. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's more to do with the way he wrote it than anything. Darth Tyrannus, Count of Sereno, leader of the Separatists, a red saber unsheathed in the dark, but who was he before he became the right hand of the Sith? As Dooku courts a, a new apprentice, the hidden truth of the Sith Lord's past begins to come to light. Dooku's life began as one of privilege, born in the stony wall of his family's estate, orbited by the funeral moon, where the bones of his ancestors lie interred. But soon his Jedi abilities are recognized and he is taken from his home to be trained in the ways of the Force by legendary master Yoda. As he hones his power, Dooku rises through the ranks, befriending fellow Jedi Sifo-Dyas 
and taking a Padawan of his own, the promising Qui-Gon Jinn. He tries to forget that life that he once had, but he finds himself drawn by a strange fascination with the Jedi Master Lean Costana and the mission that she undertakes for the Order, finding and studying ancient relics of the Sith in preparation for the eventual return of the deadliest enemies of the Jedi have ever faced. Caught between the world of the Jedi, the ancient responsibility of his, of his lost home, and the alluring power of the relics, Dooku struggles to stay to the light, even as the darkness begins to fall. Wow. It's quite a synopsis. Yeah, also, when I read Funeral Moon, all I can think is Elephant Graveyard for some reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds like it's literally a funeral moon, where it's yeah. just where people are buried. Like, can you imagine having that much privilege where you're like, oh yeah, and that's the moon where we bury people. Hey guys, um, <laughs> I need to update my will. Bury me on the moon. Fly exactly. to the moon. Um, yeah, it sounds really interesting, and I mean, it sounds exactly like you'd expect. It's, it's all about Dooku's past, which is something we've been begging for for a while. Yeah. And it's going to intersect with, it sounds like, many characters. Yoda, Sifidius, Qui-Gon, so much. So it, I'm really excited for this. I, you know, I'm, I'm very eager. I think Del Rey posted yesterday on Twitter, and they said that there's over between 60 and 70 unique voices in this. Ooh. So now that doesn't necessarily mean that many actors, but it does mean that that's a lot of character. Yeah. That's a lot of, you know, I think they're really trying to show this isn't just. This is this is full. Yeah. This has a lot going on. You know, to you know, they're really trying to sell the experience of how much you're gonna, I think, enjoy this. I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's gonna be interesting to get to read or hear a little bit more about Sifidius. Yeah. And why he may have commissioned a clone army. He did. Yeah. Well, I mean, why he? He. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. For the reasons he said he did. Are you hungry? No. <laughs> okay. I'm hungry anyway. for this news. <laughs> okay, well, celebration news, John. We're a week away. We are a week we away. We are a week away, guys. I'm so excited. Uh, artist Jason Palmer will be revealing his Star Wars saga mural at Celebration. It will be 10 foot tall and 88 foot long. Uh, and it... it you're done. When fully revealed, it will feature art covering every film, including art from The Clone Wars, Rebels, and Episode Nine. The art for the poster will be available in blankets, tumblers, puzzles, and more. I missed Pitt. Uh, yeah, the art for the original trilogy of films will be released on StarWars.com. And, yeah, and the announcement prints will be available. Yeah. Yeah. So we're probably going to get a print of that because, oh, darn, it's so pretty. It is. <laughs> and, like, right in the middle is Han and Leia. Mm -hmm. And that is very Well, nice. of, of the original trilogy segment. Yes. That's all they've revealed so far. Yeah, and it looks absolutely fantastic. We got a little rancor down here. We got the ghost. The ghost? That's not the ghost. That's something else. No, that's a snow speeder. Yeah, that's the snow speeder. It's a T-47. I don't know. This ship. <laughs> I don't know this ship. <laughs> this is not my beautiful ship. This is not my beautiful wife. Um, yeah, the art looks uh, amazing, and um, there's a great article on StarWars.com where they revealed it, where they talk about some of the things that presented. Um, 
some challenges and some of the creativity and direction that had to go into making it. So yeah. if you want to check out more of that, you can head there. But yeah, it's it's really beautiful. Most people have probably seen it by now, but it's really cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. It's one of those things where I wish that the episode nine panel was later in the week. Yeah. To have that suspense of, you know, just revealing a little bit at a time. Because mm-hmm. originally I thought that's what they were talking about is they were saying, okay, so we're going to probably do the prequels one day, then do yeah. the originals, then do Clone Wars and Rebels, and they didn't mention Resistance. I'd kind of like if they put Resistance. I kind of hope at all. Maybe. Um, but then, you know, do like episode seven and eight. Like, I thought they would reveal it bit by bit. Yeah. sounds like you're going to be able to see pretty much everything. Obviously not episode nine, but I think there's going to be that big reveal, reveal where it's like after the episode nine panel... On Friday, so you'll come in Saturday, and then you'll be able to see the poster for it. Yeah, you know, I think that look, I think that's gonna be awesome. But yeah. yes, art we are gonna we are gonna get some prints because that is beautiful art. Oh yeah, that's definitely so very well done there, uh, Mr. Palmer. Mr. Palmer, uh, Ducky. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's the news. Not a whole lot going on, and that's mostly because there's gonna be a whole lot of news. Oh boy. Next week, and that's why we said we are going to be uh, to help us pace ourselves um, with everything that we're going to talk about. That's mm-hmm. why we're doing the daily recap. So every day we're going to get done with the celebration, and we're going to pop in a video of, "Hey, here's what happened today." Mm-hmm. Um, so that way we're not having to tack. That way, afterwards, it's not just one big show about news. Yeah. Um, uh, it'll that you know that'll be part of it, but yeah. Um, mainly we want to be able to chop it down into bits that are more digestible for everybody. So yeah. probably like 10-minute videos on YouTube each day. Yeah. Um, and we might go live while we're waiting in line for things. Oh, yeah, definitely. Who knows? So, oh. if you're going to Celebration... Make sure to find us. Make sure to find us. We have stickers and we have buttons. But also, drink lots of water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to have a couple of shirts. Yeah. Yes, we will have shirts. Yes. Stay tuned. Uh, drink lots of water, secure your valuables. Secure your river. If you are someone who puts your phone in your back pocket, put it in your front pocket. Uh, who are you kidding? Everybody's going to have their phones out. <laughs> exactly. Constantly filming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, make sure you f- come find us if you want some nerd herder goodness, um, yeah. while we're there. And we want to, we want to get a picture with everyone. Yeah. Um, we can. Uh, that every one of our listeners that is there, we want to get a picture with you guys and and whatnot. So yeah. make sure you find us. We also um, just want to talk to you. We like you. Yeah. Um, if you want, if you're not going to celebration and you want those uh, goodies, that will be coming later. Yes. We'll be talking about that very soon about how you can yeah. get that. So right now, those are just a test run. Yeah. So with so. that, we'll get into the banking clan. We're going to try and sell you some stuff, and then we're going to talk about Maz Kanata. So, as always, we have some deals for you from Amazon, including Amazon Prime 30-Day Trial, where you can get free shipping, different exclusives, and other perks, um, all for a reasonable price 
over on Amazon, and so if you shop frequently and would love to save more and enjoy it more, check out Amazon Prime. You can uh, check it out for 30 days free with the link in the description. You can also check out a free trial of Audible. We always talk about Audible because there's so many Star Wars books happening, and especially now with Jedi, or uh, Dooku Jedi Lost coming out, it's a perfect time to get Audible if you don't already, or to give Audible to someone else if you haven't already. Give, give the gift of Audible. If you love it, share it with someone else so that they can also enjoy Dooku Jedi Lost, and that way we can all talk about it and be nerds. Um, but maybe you already have Audible. Um, then we also have a link where you can pre-order Dooku Lost uh, in the description. So you can either get Audible with a link in the description, you can give Audible with a link in the description, or you can just pre-order Dooku Lost. Uh, Dooku Jedi Lost. Goodness gracious, that title kicks my butt. Um, e either which way you cut it, you can get Dooku Jedi Lost one way or another with a link in the description. We're also putting a link again for Master and Apprentice, which is out next week, uh, and so if you haven't already, you can pre-order it through us um, with a link in the description, and so there's your Amazon goodies for the week. Check them out, enjoy them, buy them, and support the show as you do so. Alright, back to the show. So you voted, and we have listened. You listened. So today, we are talking about, well, we, we didn't listen, we read, because... I don't, yeah. I don't listen with my eyes. But, um, yes, so you guys voted and uh, came up with Maz Kanata. You guys were most interested in hearing Maz Kanata. Or maybe you weren't, but you're hearing about her anyway because who doesn't love Maz Kanata? It's just a fun name to say, Maz Kanata. So if you, uh, if you didn't vote, hopefully um, you'll still enjoy... Um, this episode, we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna talk a little bit about what we do know about, um, Little Maz. We're gonna kind of just discuss the character a little bit and take our best whack at maybe some future stories or some other things we'd like to see from this character and whatnot. So it's just gonna be a whole lot of talking about Maz Kanata. Yeah, it will. And so thank you guys for helping us pick that one. Keep an eye out for the next time that we're going to, uh, do a herd spotlight, um, so that... You can uh, vote then as well and help us uh, pick our topic. Mm -hmm. So, there you go. You saved us some work. We didn't have to rack our veins. You, you voted for us. We didn't have to do what? We didn't have to pay attention to the thing I just said inappropriately. So, <laughs> what were your first thoughts of the character of Maz prior to the film or as you were kind of taking her in in the film? What would you think? Well, when I found out that Lupita Nyong'o was going to be in the film, I was incredibly excited because, number one, she's gorgeous. Number two, she's a fantastic actress. So I was really wondering where she was going to fit mm -hmm. in. So when I heard her voice coming from a tiny short girl. <laughs> yeah, four with, foot one inch, with specifically. With oh. Four foot one inch. <laughs> I don't know why that's so specific, but it is. Yeah, she's got like... Short girl aggression, which I feel that. Just short people aggression. All or short people are angry. Hey. And dangerous. Yes. <laughs> I will bite your ankle. That's about all you can reach. <laughs> That's what you get. So you're saying. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I love Moss. 
<laughs> Smack that bongo one more time. <laughs> Those are my thigh bongos. <laughs> Just so excited you can't you can't you can't hide it. Yeah, thick thighs save lives and are also excellent bongos. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I love. I love Moz for many reasons. I she's got short girl aggression. She's just sassy <laughs> you, as all. You heck. identify so much with her. <laughs> I identify so much with her. We both have a love for Chewbacca. You, know, you both have pink glasses. <laughs> but we, listen. <laughs> I love your glasses. I feel They're cute. personally attacked. They're about the thickness of the bottles uh, of the bottom of a Coke bottle. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fun fact: I have to get special glasses sometimes because. Uh, my prescription is so thick. Thick with three C's. Thick with so many C's. <laughs> um, but yeah, I asked you this question earlier, but I want to know. Uh, no, no, don't come to that yet. Not yet. We're getting there. Okay. We're going, we're we're traveling the journey of okay. Maz's life. So okay. And, and don't 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 get ahead of my script here. You'll have to wait. Yes. Um, or fast forward. I don't know. <laughs> no, don't fast um, forward. Listen to me. Yeah, I. I I was not as familiar with Lupita before The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, if she had and been anything, I hadn't caught on to her as much. Yeah. Um, and I definitely remember how big of a flurry of, oh, okay, that, you know, it, yeah. there was quite a lot of attention. Um, and I think it was because of her, and I think it was also because of how she was portraying the character. Uh, and she even said, like, she was very attracted to it because of the mocap opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of actors and actresses that are like, I want to do that because it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to be the case with her. And I remember it was her and Andy Serkis, they did reveals where you saw them with the apparatus, you know, the, the different uh, mocap cameras and the, yeah. the dots and everything. They were all made up for that. Uh, and I remember getting like, okay, what is, what's, what are they going to be? Yeah. What's this going to look like? Um, but yeah, I really didn't think much of Maz until seeing the movie. Like, you know, because there wasn't much for me to make. I was just like, okay, Mm -hmm. she, she's there, you know. Um, but then as the film went on, I think it was definitely more, I started leaning into paying attention to the character a little bit more and being more intrigued. Mm -hmm. And that's only continued as they've continued to place her in things where it's just like, hmm. I want to know more. Excellent in Black Panther. I've heard she's excellent in Us. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we fell down. Well, I mean, we just had a lot going on. We haven't been in the movies in a very long time. Um, Avengers, Infinity War. No, we went... Um, well, oh, no, that's right. Yep. I went with your parents to see Aquaman. You yep. skipped out. Because I had a headache. And it was a great movie. Um, I hung out with my grandparents. That because that's fun. <laughs> Excuse me. My papa is a fantastic Gr- person that gra- I enjoy spending time with. Grandparents versus Aquaman. I take Aquaman any day. Yeah. Um, Just because your grandparents were boring. Uh, no, my grandmother was boring. Yeah. So what do you think her part is in this storytelling or any future stories? So Maz cannot is, I'm, I'm saying, because we kept, yes. we kind of blurred the lines between <laughs> Lupita and Maz in the first question. Pardon my burp. So, you don't always have to acknowledge it. If you don't acknowledge it, they won't know. Just burp with confidence. That's what they say. Don't, you know, when you mess up, mess up with confidence. But I, I was raised polite. Is it, a, is, it a mis- is it a mistake me. if you're confident? Yes. Um. It's just a confident mistake. <laughs> uh, oops, I killed this guy, but I did it confidently. <laughs> um, Anakin. 
So, Maz, what, yes. do you, what do you see as her part in this storytelling? So, like, the sequel trilogy story or future stories. What's her thing? She's lived a very long time. I think she's going to be kind of like Aryota in this, where she's lived long enough to have, to be full of wisdom and stories and just so much sass. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about short people, where our sass concentration is the same as everyone else. It's just we're a smaller package. Um, but yeah, I think she's definitely a storyteller um, in the sequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's that's what they've used her as for Force Awakens, and then... Yeah, she's kind of yeah. relaying. She's kind of... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see that. Um, yeah, she definitely seems like the Yoda mm -hmm. of this era, but a lot less um, religiously rigid. Yes. You know, she's definitely not... And, and she even says, you know, I'm no Jedi, but I know the Force. Like, you know, she's definitely... Yeah. And I think that's indicative of what they're trying to do with this story of the sequel trilogy by saying, hey, you know, you can be wise and not a Jedi. You can yeah. know... Uh, the, about the greater good and not be a Jedi or so forth and so on. You know, not to, like, Rey doesn't have to have a Yoda necessarily. Mm -hmm. Not, like, not explicitly a Yoda. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the closest I can come to, like, real world terms of what she is to the story, for me, is, like, she's the abuelita. Mm -hmm. You know, she's the old Catholic it's grandmother. because she's short. It's because she's short, <laughs> but also... Old and full of wisdom. If, yeah. If an old Hispanic woman tells you something, you better listen. Because you're going to either get hit with a shoe, or you're going to learn something fantastic. <laughs> exactly. One way or the other, you're going to get hit with yes. something, either knowledge or a chakra. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so, so Maz is over a thousand years old. Um, yes. Takodana is apparently her home, for as far as we know. Uh, and it's the spot of her lakeside castle, which... Very, very beautiful. Yes. Um, she shares the castle with uh, many patrons, but really only one other is called at home, and that's an ancient droid, M-E-8-D-9, or Emmy. Apparently the castle was host to a battle between ancient Sith and Jedi, uh, which is when Emmy is believed to have come into the picture at the castle. Uh, she is little more than a translator droid now, but in the castle, uh, but uh, she still has a reputation um, it, amongst some as the assassin. Mm. Um, this statue seen at the top of her castle, Maz's castle, uh, was actually a gift uh, to her from her husband, who was later not in the picture. Hmm. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I need to know more about this. I, I didn't mean for that to sound as cryptic as it was, but... It was incredibly cryptic. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, he gave her a gift, and then... Like the the relationship didn't pan out as well, yeah, but she kept there. the castle, or she or she kept the uh, statue. <laughs> of course, man gives you a statue, you gonna keep that. Um, but yeah, uh, there's they they've been building up constantly with Ma's history. Mm -hmm. You know the idea that her castle or thereabouts is where a battle between Jedi and Sith took place. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Now. I know this is going to mean nothing to you. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> I haven't even said it yet, but you know. No, but I know that you're not really going to have this point of reference, but when they said that, 
I think it's just because of the forest and the trees. I know it's not. I know it's not. But when they said, you know, ancient battle between Jedi and Sith, I was like, that reminds me of the cinematic from um, Star Wars The Old Republic, where it's Darth Malgus uh, versus Sean and the, uh, the Old Republic troopers. If you, it, there's, a cin there, there's tons of cinematics out there that you can watch for this game that are beautiful. And I think it's these cinematics that continue that, that flaming fire within fans of like, I need to see Old Republic stuff because this, this yeah. stuff is awesome. Um, but I, I know that, pl I, I want to say that planet's Alderaan. I don't remember, but I know they named that planet in the, the game and everything. But I think it was just because they both take place in forests. But I'm like, hmm, what if we got something like that in mm -hmm. a future story, like what if we saw that battle in a future story and it was a very similar circumstance? I think yeah. that'd be interesting. You were right. It meant nothing. <laughs> I just, you know. I've yet to play KOTOR. That's one of those things where... It's in my Steam library. That's one of those things where, because I know of something else, it just pops in when... I was like, oh, that's similar to what happened here. I wonder, you mm -hmm. know. Um, so sometimes not knowing is a good thing because you're not constantly like, oh, is that that one thing? And you're just constantly like... You know, you're bugging yourself about it. It's like, you know, you're just free like, oh, this is cool and I don't need to compare it to anything else. <laughs> yes. I'm, I am fun and francy free. So knowing she's seen uh, the Old Republic uh, and Ancient Sith, if a film ever goes there, so see, my, thing, my rambling was leading to something. Okay. If it ever goes there, uh, would you like to see my... So if we ever see an Old Republic story, knowing she would have been around, would you like to see Maz... And would it be brief? Would it be a bigger part of the role? What What would you kind of, or would you not? I think Maz should show up, just because I want more of her. Mm -hmm. And I'm selfish that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like Maz. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Very deep thinking. Yep. Um. Yeah, I would be into it. I'd be I'd be into seeing... Um, I think it'd be a great way to show more of her. And it'd be interesting to see her younger. Yeah, it would um, be. Has she always looked like a prude? I, well, that's the thing. That's what, I mean, we don't know any... I mean, she's the only one we know yeah. of her species, and we don't know anything about her species. So. It's like Yoda. We've never seen him not looking like a grape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, a lot of people kind of grape. like to portray, Raisin. you know, when they envision him younger, like to do what we think comes with okay, you know, less wrinkles, all that stuff. Yeah. Eh, his hair might just not have been gray. Yeah. Like, that could probably be the only thing that changed about him. You know, yeah, we don't I know. Mean, as much as we saw of Yaddle. Yeah, one scene. <laughs> didn't look too dissimilar. Ex yeah, and, and she was younger than Yoda, I do believe. Um, and you got to think, like, if they do age, like, it can't be as similar as we do. I mean, we only live a span of like 80 years or so. Because, yeah. So obviously our aging is a lot more aggressive. Mm -hmm. But if you're living 900 years, you're not going to age like that. You're going to be brittle by then. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like Maz is older than Yoda. Yeah. So it would be interesting, though, if she's over a 1,000 years old, Yoda's 900 well, no, he would have come in probably after the big Jedi Sith. I was thinking more like, what if adolescent Maz meets child Yoda? <laughs> that would be interesting. And, and Yoda's just like, 
oh, that boring and old I will never be. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that would be funny. buddy. <laughs> You're going to be real boring. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Maz uh, was also very well-traveled. Um, she would collect antiques and treasures as she traveled, including items with connections to the Force. And it's because of her belief and connection with the Force that she uh, laid low during the reign of the Empire. Well, she was present uh, for one important part as she helped Leia in preparing for her rescue of Han from Jabba's palace. Mm. So, I think that's where Maz can benefit the most. is Because I think what comes up with these kinds of characters, where it's like, so you're that old. Where yeah. were you? Yeah. You know, um, especially when you've established, like, clearly she's not spending all thousand or so years in her castle. Yeah. She's getting around, so what's she doing? Who's she in, who is she interacting with, you know, and so forth and so, you know, and, and she clearly has opinions. Yeah. So what did she think of these? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's clearly, it's clear to think what she thought of, like, the Empire and everything. Yeah. But... With with everything going on, what did what did you, what did you think? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's like the conversation that we had of last night when we were watching Rogue One when we saw the uh, Mon Calamari ships, mm-hmm. and I was like, I wonder who's king now. And you reminded me, Mon Calamari live a long time, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was thinking like in human years, oh, Leechar is probably dead, or he's probably you know given the throne over to his son, mm-hmm. Ahi. That's his son's name. You, you made that joke. I made that joke last night, And you too. warned me you were going to do it here. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so weird thinking about the ages of some Star Wars characters, mm-hmm. like Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Chewbacca's old as heck. Yeah, he's, uh, he's 150, I think, in Solo. Yeah. Uh, no, well, was it 129 or 149? I can't remember how he said it. Yeah. It's so similar, I can't I can't specify. Old. Um, but yeah, I mean yeah. we we kind of don't think about that all the time. It's it's nice yeah. to be reminded. I, and I love the call out there because like Han's reaction is a lot of people's reaction when they're like, wait, he you know, he's he's not human years, like he's not just yeah. you know. Well he's um, lived a long time, guys. Yeah. Um yeah, Akbar so he was he was I think Captain in the Clone Wars, he probably yes. was, he had to be a few decades, at least like 50, 40, 50 years old yeah. by the Clone Wars. Add 20 years of that by the time of episode 4, add 35 years to that by the time he appears in The Last Jedi. I mean, he was probably over 100, mm-hmm. and that's even if I'm guesstimating correctly how old he was in the Clone Wars. Yeah. And you know. Char is a lot younger than him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Old. No one's allowed to correct Megan on Moncala stuff. No. Uh, so, what I find interesting is we have these two characters that make a big deal about how old they are uh-huh. in the sequel trilogy. We have Maz and we have Snoke. Do you think Maz and Snoke ever met? Because they both make a big deal of, you know, Snoke says, like, I've seen the Jedi rise and fall. I've seen, he's been around for all of that. Now, we don't know that he's as old, that he's seen Old Republic, maybe. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely been around. And I, well, I'm not, I'm not going to get into my, uh, do you think there's any 
way or situation when they would have met, or do you think they even knew about each other? What, what do you think? Well, I mean, if he's supposedly when Palpatine looked at the edge of the universe and he answered back, I don't think that they would have ever met. You, so you think he's kind of just always been far removed? I guess so. I mean... Just always watching. Always watching. It's very interesting because that's kind of like the story for the Chiss and for the... Um, Remind me what the Chiss is? The Ch uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn species, the blue Okay, people. thank you. Um, you've got the Chiss and you've got the Yuuzhan Vong. Both were watching and waiting. Um, you know, the Yuuzhan Vong waited for the Imp Empire to die, to attack, because they yeah. felt like they were the only ones that could stop them. And the Chiss were the ones constantly yeah. saying, hey, there's something out there, you, you know, you need to be aware. Yeah. Um, kind of like how Thanos was waiting for a bunch of people to die before he could attack Earth. Was he? Yeah, because you got Ego, you had... Uh, the old one, as in, you know, Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. You had somebody else. I don't remember who. Oh. Odin. Odin, that was who. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Well, yeah, so yeah. I, Earth's protectors had to die first. So do you think Snoke... I mean, and this isn't the Snoke cast, but... <laughs> so do you think Snoke saw that the Empire was going to end and was just waiting for that? Or... So, do you think if Palpatine had answered back to the voice in the unknown that they would have partnered up, or do you think Snoke would have taken over? Do you think he could have? I think Snoke would have just straight up killed him and took power. Because that seems to be his whole bag. Mm-hmm. You know. He seems like the type of guy to do that. I feel like eventually we need to do one. Of, uh, here's the thing, I promise. After the Age of Resistance issue on Snoke, because I'm waiting to see if anything good comes from that, Mm -hmm. I think we're going to do a Snoke episode. Okay. A Snoke-a-sode. A Snoke-a-sode. That's what we're going to call it. Can we do um, an Ahsoka-sode? Uh, we will be. Yes! Um, so, but anyway, so you think that, you know, Snoke was all, always kind of hidden, so Maz yeah. probably, do you think she knew of him, though? Like, do you think, Palpatine felt his kind of yeah. presence a bit, do you think Maz did? I think so. Because she seems to have a connection to be able to sense things, and we're going to talk about that Yeah. Now. She's probably Force-sensitive enough to, to have felt like yeah. mm, something's on the horizon. Yeah, probably. That wasn't on the question, but I was just thinking, I just thought about that with, with talking about how old she was. Mm -hmm. Thinking about, well, that sounds actually similar to Snoke. Yeah. Because I think that's something interesting that doesn't come up a lot, is we have these old characters that have been around for so long and whatnot, and, but we never acknowledge, what, did they ever meet? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the in, the interesting intrigue of what would that have been like yeah. kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of wonder if Snoke was always there. So, I've, I don't think they would have met. No. But I definitely do think she was probably aware of it. Mm -hmm. Had to be. Had to be. Um... So how, but, so, okay, so Snoke, we, you know, you think, you've always in, been in the Unknown Regions, but as far as Maz, how do you think Maz managed to stay out of all the conflict with the Jedi and Sith and Empire and Rebels? How do you think Maz just stayed, yeah. you know, stayed out of it, basically? Well, like I said, I think she's Force-sensitive, but not so much so that she was taken by the Jedi at a young age. Um, I think she is smart enough to 
kind of stay out of the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's smart enough to know how to lay low and hide herself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and on her castle, she has one, as far as we know, she has one major rule, which is no fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, all businesses, the castle's business and all this stuff. Do you think that's because of the Jedi-Sith thing? Do you think she was already in charge and the Jedi-Sith conflict came to her doorstep? Or do you think it was another incident that gave... Because you usually, you know, as we like to teach the kids, like, rules are usually in place because somebody did it. You, yes. you, you, you're telling me right now, I'm not going to do that. But somebody did, which is why we have the rule. You know, that's why we have the rule. No, you know, no donut high wires in mm-hmm. church like it's it, yeah. it there's ridiculous things and you're like nobody would do that somebody did <laughs> no dabbing that's so, what it is <laughs> so do you think this is a rule that came from something and do you think it's the jedi sid thing or do you think it's something else i think it might be something else because mm. like like you've said everybody's got rules for certain things like how mm-hmm. uh uh, the modal nodes, they don't play weddings. Mm-hmm. From a story that you can read in Tales from Jabba's Palace, it's a great story. Which, which is legends, but which is legends, yeah, but it's very funny. But it's funny. still funny. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I. There must have been like some knockdown, dragout fight at the castle that she was like, "Okay, that's it. I'm shooting you. I'm shooting you. No more fighting." Can you? So I know you say it's separate from the Jedi Sith, but can you just imagine Maz just coming out of the castle while like all this is going on, and she's like, "Enough, <laughs> enough! You go over there. You go over there. Get off my lawn." <laughs> <laughs> she would totally be a get off my lawn. I, I would love, uh, and, and she's a character that could pull it off. She where just it's like, like comes it out works. with a rifle, just like right. get off my lawn. It. I. I just. I. I think either way, yeah, it had to be something um, that gave her such a stark like, no, mm-hmm. if you're if you're in my castle, it's my castle's business, it's my business. Like, I, yeah. you know, nothing's happening that I don't know about because I don't want these sides to come into conflict. I don't want any fighting. I feel like there has to be a legit reason why. Yeah. I mean, other than just a great way to run your bar, but like, yeah, I feel like there's a story there. I feel like the cantina from uh, the Mos Eisley cantina could really benefit <laughs> from that. Right. Oh, there's been a lot of deaths for a cantina. Yeah? Well, it's on Tatooine, so I guess. Mm-hmm. Between the, the, the sun sickness and the blue milk. Um, so now, speaking of conflicts, though, so during the time of the fall of the empire, after the fall of the empire, there was one incident in the castle between an imperial officer and a republic pilot. The Imperial had barely escaped an attack from the New Republic and blamed the pilot for the lives lost. Of course, the pilot blamed him, the Imperial officer, for being on the wrong side in the first place. And in the end, Maz told them that the Empire was gone and that they needed to find peace but do it elsewhere. Uh, But the incident left her feeling as if things were still unbalanced. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, it... The scene plays out where she, you know, she's going and she's sitting atop the castle, and you know, it's following this m- sequence of her, you know, feeling what would be, I'd imagine, the cosmic force. So basically, feeling like the big picture force is saying eh, things are still unsettled, yeah. um, and that's where we get the big, some of the biggest ideas of okay, she definitely is force sensitive. Yeah, absolutely. 
um, one of the last times we know Han saw Maz prior to the events of The Force Awakens was when Han was meeting an Imperial defector at the castle that would help him and Chewie on their mission to free Kashyyyk. Since it attracted the attention of the Empire, Han probably figured Maz wouldn't want him back anytime soon. So supposedly, before The Force Awakens, that's the last time he comes there. It's about 25 years. Hmm. Um, I mean, there could be a story that comes out and changes that. But as of right now, that's the last time he shows up. Yeah. Um, which means it's quite a long time um, for things to develop before they land on her castle in yeah. The Force Awakens. Although I'd imagine not very long for Maz. Because you gotta imagine. She's lived over a thousand years. This oh, is well, probably yeah. like just the span of a few months for her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure she still feels the, the time. Like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't pass any quicker because she ages slower. Yeah. But, oh yeah, but I mean, like, not a yeah. lot's changed for her. Yeah, you gotta think. And never mind. What? I, I, I did math bad. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just not going to... Nope. Just not going to... Nope. 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 Just noping out of this okay. one. <laughs> well, so then we come in in The Force Awakens, and... So Han needs a way to get Finn and Rey and, and BB-8 to the Resistance, but he doesn't want to do it. So he comes to Maz uh, for that, and that's when we get... That's when we get the most Maz. That's mm -hmm. what most people are familiar with, is her appearance in that film. Yeah. Um... You know, and we get some great interactions while she kind of looks deep into Finn and yeah. that kind of makes him a little honest with himself of, yeah, no, I'm not fighting. I don't think you can win because I know the bad guys. I was one. Yeah. Um, and you get her interactions with um, Ray, And we'll get to Ray. But yeah. you wanted to mention, so, you know, when, when they come in, one of the first things that kind of catch, catch you on, who is Maz Kanata? She comes, you know, she calls out to Han Solo, and then first thing she kind of says is, where's my boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Han says Chewie's back on the ship. And so you got Chewie. Yeah. So before we get to your question. Yes. Where do you think that came from? I think. What, what's your idea of that story? It is well known that short girls like tall men. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Chewie is like the tallest man. Tall man. <laughs> Look at you, you tall drink of water. And I just <laughs> so love a, a moisture. It's a tall, hairy drink of water. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> There's some hair in my water and I like it. <laughs> Gross. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so, your, wh yeah. what's your story for that? If you could come up with Maz meets Chewy, <laughs> what would that be? It's like... I'd imagine when I first saw you, just look upon a hairy man and you're like, ooh, I like that hairy man. <laughs> that oh man's got goodness. a hairy face. Oh my goodness. I like that hairy face <laughs> as I reach over She's to stroke the beard. Face. She's touching my hairy face. I am touching your hairy <laughs> face. I've never seen you without a beard. And you never will. I never I think will. Maz has never seen Chewie without one either. <laughs> <laughs> what would a shaved Wookiee look like? Uh, I imagine, like, a dog-faced human? Gross. I don't know. Um, I feel like it was some adventure where Maz was along for a ride with Han and Chewie, and something breaks out with the Empire, mm -hmm. and Han Chewie saves Maz and, like, like cradles her to <laughs> safety, and you just get, like, yeah. this 
big display and she's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I like the way you throw those stormtroopers. Oh my man. gosh, are you just ripping his on. arm off? You shouldn't have. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I, I, I have to imagine she's just like really into the violent Harry partner uh, thing. <laughs> like, which again is like us. <laughs> yep. Uh, constantly ripping dudes' arms off. Yep. Um, Yes, I feel like he rescued her, and she just took it way the wrong way. Oh, yeah, definitely. But that leads into your question. How do you think Maz reacted when Chewie told her, Hey, you know I'm married, right? I feel like her response would be, I could do it better. Or just like, that's never stopped me before. Oh, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, she would. I feel like she would have some sort of ridiculously sassy response to mm -hmm. it. Just like... I can do it better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I, and this, like, Force Awakens Maz is epitome Maz. I love Maz in The Force Awakens from yeah. her line deliveries, the way she says oh, things. Because yeah. it's not just the funny moments with the series. All of them hit really well. Yeah. And they, they perk your ears one way or the other. Either you're like, oh, that's really funny, or, oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, with the whole idea of, you know, telling Finn, like, you know, you live long enough, you see the same eyes. So you, it's like... You think no one understands your story, but in reality, there's people that have lived your story already. Yeah. Trust me, there's other ways to do this, you know. And um, the way she talks to um, Ray a bit. And it's not, it's not in my notes, but I'll mention it. And the, so there was a part um, originally between Maz and Ray when they're talking about the lightsaber, I think. Um, they're talking about something where it doesn't appear in the film, but it does appear in the junior novel, mm -hmm. where one way or another, you know, Ray does the Ray thing of like, oh, I'm nobody, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing. And Maz is like, well, you're good with machines, aren't you? And I think, I can't remember if she's referring to the lightsaber or referring to a gun or something, but she, you know, she's like, you, you're familiar with machines, right? She's like, yeah. And she, you know, Maz says, well, then you would know that every part has a purpose. Mm -hmm. So what's your purpose? Kind of, you know, and it's a really intriguing way to put it because that's a big part of Ray's journey is she feels like she doesn't have a purpose and the only purpose she can find is if she finds her parents and so she has to discover her own purpose apart from that. Mm -hmm. And so that interaction with Maz to kind of introduce her to that, yeah. I really like that interaction and whatnot. Yeah, and it's also one of those things like saying no one can tell you who you are. Mm -hmm. No one can tell you your purpose in life. No one outside of yourself can tell you what you're meant to do. Mm -hmm. It's up to you to find out. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know, people can give you their best guess and their input and everything. Yeah. Um, like when I took the dumb, uh, you know the placement test that you take in like middle school or something that tells you what career you should do? Mm-mm. Well, I took one of those. I was kicked out of middle school by then, probably. True. Forgot about that. Um, I took one, and it said that I was supposed to be a veterinarian. Mm-hmm. Am I a veterinarian? No. No. I do love animals. Yeah. But... Well, it's like, Mom, she went to, um, she went to school to be an RN. Mm-hmm. Then immediately got a job, um, in... Uh, the hotel industry, and which eventually led her to management, which led her to accounting. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, very far away from sick people. And at the and throughout all of that, all she wanted to do was actually be a botanist. She wanted to work yep. with plants. <laughs> Even though she killed them all the time. Mom, she had such a brown thumb. It <laughs> so, was so funny because she had so many plants. But, yeah, like people can give, you, you can take placement tests. You, yeah. can, you can get an idea of what could you work in. You can yeah. ask, like, Mom, what do you think I would be good at? You can ask mentors, teachers, it's like, what do you think someone like me could do for a career? But, yeah, at the end of the day, you have to make that choice. Mm -hmm. You can either make the choice of, yeah, I think I think I could do accounting, or yeah, I think I could do veterinary work, or no, that's not my passion. Mm -hmm. You know, like the, the choice is on you, and the decision is on you, and the journey is on you. Despite you, you yeah. know, your parents can tell you up, down, and to the right of no, this is what you need to do with your life. But at the end of the day, they don't have to live that journey. You do. Yeah. So if you're if it's not your passion, if it's not what you feel is right. What's the point? You know? Um, and and raise on that journey where she's like, my purpose is my parents. If I can't find them and if I don't know who they are and if I don't know why they left me, I'm nobody from Jakku. You know? And that's what has to break. And ultimately it doesn't break for her until The Last Jedi. But that's the journey she's on. And I think Maz had a big role in that of turning that. You know, Maz clearly, with her connection in the Force, is intuitive enough to say, eh, no, let's... Let's not give the generic answer of nobody. Let's talk yeah. about that, you know. And, it, and it's funny because of the irony of like, dude, you work with machines. You're a scavenger. You know that literally every part on a Star Destroyer is important and can get you something of worth. Yeah. So shouldn't that be the same with you in the galaxy? Mm. You're a part of the galaxy, meaning you're important as well. You have a purpose. You might be the radiator flap. You might be the satellite dish. You might be the compressor. Whatever you are, though, without you, mm. something doesn't work. So what's your purpose? Yeah, even think about the human body. Every part is important except for the spleen. Or and the no appendix. one's a spleen. No one's an appendix either. Um, but yeah, that's I, the Doctor Who quote I quote all the time. It's that, I'm sorry. I no, you're not. <laughs> I forget I have fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I crack my knuckles as it's it's a tick. I I can't not do it. Um, yeah, I've never met an unimportant person. Exactly. I've, in the galaxy yeah. or in the universe. Oh, it's paraphrasing, but yeah. Yeah, I've been all around the universe and I've never met somebody who doesn't matter. Yep. And that is true. Exactly. Everybody matters. Yeah. Nobody is a nobody. Um, and it. And this is not where we intended to go with this a little bit, but I kind of got tacked on to the topic. But we can't forget that everybody matters, even when we disagree with them, when we don't like their term as president, when we don't like their leadership, when we don't like their opinions. People are still people. Yeah. And people still matter under all that. Yes. Just because we would categorize some of them as wrong, that mm -hmm. doesn't make them less people. Yes. And... I think that's an important side to the conversation we never come up to. And that's kind of, you know, when it comes to the conflict between the Imperial officer and the Republic pilot, that's basically what Maz was trying to communicate to them. It's like, don't you get that it's bigger than that? The, mm -hmm. the Empire's done. What are you fighting for anymore? You know, like, you, you need to find peace. You need to find your peace because the rest of that, like, that that's done. Yeah. And so it's this idea of 
yeah, she could have left him in prison because, oh, you, you, you were on the wrong side. You know, she could have had him killed because he was on the wrong side. But at the end of the day, what peace is that? Mm-hmm. She was like, no, you need to find peace, buddy. That, you know, you're, you're still worthy of that, mm-hmm. imperial or not. And I think that was an important thing to catch on to. And I think that's something important we need to learn as people in society because we feel like if they're wrong, they're less than. If they're terrible people, they're less than. No, they're still people, unfortunately. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah. we, we, we talked about this when we watched the documentary on Bundy. Yes. And the carnival show that it was of people yeah. celebrating and profiting off of his edu- execution day, yeah. which nobody got to really see. No, none of these people got to see, but they all gathered at the prison just to hoop and holler, get drunk, and sell t-shirts because a yeah. man was being killed. Now, exactly. did that man kill many people? Yes, he did. Absolutely. Did he do a lot of terrible things? Absolutely. Did he have a lot of problems? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think there's in any way a reason to celebrate no. any person's death, though. And that's the thing, is... I, not like that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Want, I want to clarify. I'm not saying... I, I, I don't think that... Was appropriate the way people made the spectacle, and if you if you yeah. don't know what we're talking about, look it up. You can find videos yeah. of people. Watch, um, watch the Bundy tapes. It's I mean, great. it's basically like tailgating at a person's execution. Yeah, I'm I'm a person who I I came from a very you know conservative household. I grew up in the Bible Belt, which a lot of my family members, even huge, you know, supporters of the death penalty. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't agree. Well, I don't agree with because the you you instantly take the air out of your tires, and we talked. I talked about this Monday with a group of people. I, you know, you take the air out of your tires as soon as you say, "I value life," and that's why I'm killing life. Like I value the life of his victims, which is why I'm taking his life. Yes. Th- there's a contradiction in that, though. It's a huge contradiction. Loss of life should never be exactly. celebrated. Good, good or bad. I mean, because then we see this. You know, when people go to war. We demonize and dehumanize the the enemy because they're not American or because exactly. they're they they have different opinions. It's like that's not okay. People are people. Mm-hmm. The same lives that you're fighting to protect are are the you know should have the same value as the people you're fighting against. I mean, I yeah. you know I know war is bigger and you know I'm sure somebody will tell me off about my opinions of it, but people matter. All people matter, whether they're good, bad, right, wrong in our eyes, mm-hmm. and. Always remember, just because you think someone's wrong doesn't mean that someone else doesn't look at you and think you're wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. Sh- we're not even sharing our opinion saying this is the... We're just saying this is what we believe. And I'm sure there's yeah. people out there like, no, I don't believe that. I, d- I think Ted Bundy deserved to die. I think that, you know, okay, that, yeah. that's your opinion. That's how the world works. We understand that we have our opinions and other people have contradicting opinions. But I think one of the greatest lessons we get out of Maz Kanata, which is the whole point of this ramble, is people matter. Everybody has a purpose, everybody has a place, and just because someone lost their purpose or malfunctioned doesn't make this, them less important. It just means they need a little fix, Yeah. if that makes sense. And, yeah. and that's basically where, you know, I, yeah. it's, one of, it's one of those passion points for me because, mm-hmm. especially in this day and age, I just see a lot of dehumanization of enemies. Yeah. Uh, and, and I use that term 
for everything from I disagree with them on social media to I disagree with their political opinion. Like, yeah. we make enemies out of people for the littlest of things and take away their humanity because we don't agree with them, and I don't mm-hmm. think that's okay. And I think we always need to remember people matter. And we want to say, yeah, people matter. Oh, you know, like my family matters, my friends matter, the people I like and agree with matter. Yeah. So do the others. I we just, need to remember that. Yeah. Something very poignant my dad said once was, you know, my dad's a pastor. And he told me, you know, there's lots of people who don't agree with you. There's people that don't believe the same things that you believe, but Jesus loves them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the you know, at the end of the day, there still should be able to be love for everyone simply because we're all people. Yeah. You know, we, we shouldn't have to have a reason to just love and respect people. Mm-hmm. You know, why do I have to love them and they, they don't agree with my political opinion? Well, because they're people with life and just yeah. like you and me, they breathe just like you and me, you know. Yeah. Uh, just because they think differently doesn't take away the fact that they are worthy of and, life. Yeah, all of this said, this isn't easy. <laughs> no, no, you have to it keep It takes your, perspective, yeah. it takes work, it takes, yeah, you know, you, inner you, peace, you really. Have, yeah, you have to constantly keep seeking that out within yourself. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, clearly we, we, you know, and, and, and that's why it's something I wish was in the movie. Um, I don't entirely know why it was taken out of the movie, but I love the dialogue because, I mean, clearly, you know, this is a big conversation piece for us. Um, and I think there's a lot to learn from it in the terms of, like, you know, clearly Maz wasn't explicitly saying, like, oh, yeah, even the Imperials have a point and purpose, you know. like, But, you know, the idea, like, we can agree with, yeah, Ray has a purpose because she's the good guy. Yeah, but what about the Imperials and what about uh, all people matter? Uh, and, and I just want to say that because some people need to hear that you matter. Mm-hmm. And some people need to hear those people you disagree with matter, too. Yeah. You know? And so um, I think that's the, the great big lesson um, yeah. with, with Maz in that, in that moment. And that's why, again, I wish it was in the movie. You basically got a whole big Monday motivation there off of a, <laughs> a, of a little line. Yeah. So but before we move on from uh, The Force Awakens, I didn't want to talk about, okay, the big thing. And you would have thought what we just talked about is the big thing. No. But the big thing. How do you think Maz got that lightsaber? I think that, like, a junk trader found it, and Maz bought it from him. Mm -hmm. And that is incredibly simple. Mm -hmm. And that is incredibly, you know, just a chance way Mm -hmm. of doing it. But I also like to think that she, she felt what that lightsaber meant. And what it represented. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I need this because this is going to be a bigger purpose someday. Well, I mean, that that's pretty much what we're led to believe is exactly her thought. Is mm-hmm. she held on to it and other things. Yeah. Because she was like, uh, this is going to be important later. <laughs> it's one of those things where I, I wish that Luke was there. Just like, did you get the hand too? Right. <laughs> well, uh, I'm pretty sure that was gone. <laughs> um, but it was bones. This is not an excuse to collect things just using the Maz Kanata method of, it'll be useful again later. Uh, but Why do you think I have so many bottles of nail polish? <laughs> We're up to 74. It'll, it'll, come, <laughs> it'll come back later. But um, I can't remember the... the I, I meant to check it out, uh, look back into it before recording this, but there there was a big theory floating around. There was some 
concept art for The Force Awakens, yes. I think. It was concept art for something. Or it was, it may have just been someone being like, hmm, this is my idea, I'm going to put it into art. But it was like a black market trade deal. Mm -hmm. And that object was a box with a preserved hand in it, leading to believe it was Luke's. Yeah. As if maybe someone was trying to acquire it for cloning purposes or something like that. Luke. Yeah. Um, and so I'm one. If the hand was retrievable. Yeah. The lightsaber would have been as well. Yeah. And. We see, you know, when Luke falls, like, he doesn't just fall straight out. Like, he gets sucked into one of, I want to say, like, the one of the filtration tubes. Yeah. And and whatnot. So, now, a lot of people think that there's a point when you can clearly see. I've never, like, done the zoom and enhance and, you know. Yeah. But a lot of people believe when Luke falls out of that, mm -hmm. that you can, and falls, you know, on the, the satellite thing. You can actually see his hand falling. Uh, I haven't, again, I haven't looked into see, is it just his hand? Yeah. Is it his lightsaber? What is it? It's not like uh, in Attack of the Clones where you can see Jango Fett's head fall out of his helmet. Right. It, like, it, it's not, there's definitely, I do agree there's something there, but I'm, again, I've never looked to see, is the lightsaber with that hand? And yeah. just because it's down there, does that mean it's unsalvageable? It's a gash giant, so... I don't know, but I mean, yeah. basically, the way the the Cloud City mining stuff works is basically they, you know, collect the nebula. Yeah. And, and so That's could sweet. it have gotten sucked in? Like, I mean, even planets like so, you know Jupiter mm -hmm. and Neptune, they have mm -hmm. gravity. Mm -hmm. You know, they have gravity systems. So I can imagine that it got caught in like a gravity, gravitational pull, something like that. So I guess the question is. Aside from, Tyson, aside, aside from what you think, no, I don't want Neil deGrasse Tyson. No. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, him and Bill Nye are someone, off, off my list. Someone get Carl Sagan back from the dead. Um, <laughs> billions and billions. I guess the big question, aside from what you think, would you ever want to know that story? Do you think it matters to know how she got that? I think just the fact that she has it is enough for me. Like, I don't, I don't need You're all easy the to details. please. I am incredibly easy to please. Mm. I do want to know just because because there's so many questions and possibilities of just like how exactly <laughs> you know um, I do at least want some blurry details you know I don't yeah. want I don't need to see everything I don't need to know everything explicitly but at least some sort of dotted line trail of okay I can kind of see how it got, ended up there yeah um, but yeah I. I've always been intrigued by that, and it doesn't help that she's it's like, how did you get that? Oh, it's a story for another time. Yeah. Like, is it though? <laughs> could well, you could you not give me some details right now? It's one of those things. Like, it. I think that says a lot about our personalities and how we consume Star Wars as well. Is that you, I like to know a lot more. You than, like to know a lot of things. Yeah. You like to know everything. I am satisfied with just surface level information most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to know everything. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know the full history of the Mortis gods. I know that they are there, and I know that they exist. Therefore, mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are things... So we've, so we've got the zealot and the agnostic. 
Basically, <laughs> does they, doesn't they? We got hey. Red Bull and Dr. Pepper, so... Basically. Um, <laughs> I do love that cherry taste. I'm not really going to talk about The Last Jedi because there's not much to talk about. Yeah. Union dispute, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She's not really used. I was disappointed with that. I'm, I do want that's that story. Union dispute. Yeah, I, exactly. Ex like, what exactly were they disputing? Yeah. How, like, I've been to union disputes. It is not that dangerous. <laughs> like, <laughs> You've been the union representative. Exactly. Uh, but, uh, so we'll skip over the Last Jedi stuff, but Maz was based off JJ's old high school teacher, Rose Gilbert, who actually taught until she retired in uh, at the age of 94. Wow. Yeah. She looks like Maz, oh, got the big glasses and everything, mm -hmm. the, like, water bug glasses and everything. Um... Maz was actually even referred to as Rose on set to avoid spoilers. I'm not really sure why. I don't know I don't either. know what, plan, like, oh, there's a character in Maz Kanavi. Oh, okay. I don't know who That's that is. That's me. I don't know who the heck that is, dude. Um, anyway. But, yeah, we already mentioned Maz is fully CGI realized mm -hmm. uh, with the mocap and performance by Lupita Nyong'o. And... So great. So we don't have a whole lot of time. I'll just say that off the bat, but I do want to talk about a couple things. With, with characters like Maz and Snoke being completely realized with CG, what do you think that says about the future of character creation and portrayal in Star Wars? Well, there's always been special effects in Star Wars. There's always, there's always been, you know, practical effects. There's always been CGI. Like, Star Wars li literally broke a lot of... You know, it broke a lot of records. And they a lot of wallets. And a lot of wallets. <laughs> it, they made uh, new software to create what they wanted to create. Like, there's... Star Wars is one of those uh, franchises that revolutionized CGI. Mm -hmm. I'd say also Lord of the Rings is one of those franchises. I'd say Pixar is one of those companies that revolutionized the way we think about special effects, uh, animation, all that kind of stuff. I'm one who, I don't dislike CGI. I dislike bad CGI. Mm -hmm. I don't like CGI blood in horror films. Just use practical effects for that. Mm -hmm. I could, I'm going to talk about that on Unmasked in great detail. But I don't think CGI is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I think you could, if well rendered, create whole characterizations mm -hmm. from just CGI characters. I mean... Look at Snoke. Mm -hmm. Look at Andy Serkis's almost his entire career. Look at Transformers. I don't want to. I'm just saying, like people want to gloss. <laughs> that was that was pretty dang technologically advanced. Oh yeah, the like, render uh, the CGI characters are incredible. They looked great. the The amount of interaction you had between fully yeah. and and we're not just talking like Moskinot is four foot tall. So the most yeah. you have to do look down. You're talking about 30, 40 foot characters with. Constantly moving parts. And you have actors and actresses interacting with these invisible characters. Yes. You've got sets. Like, okay, this is going to be the part where he transforms. We need to make it look like that happens. Mm -hmm. and it, like, yeah. If you can't appreciate the story, yes. which I can understand for the last three, at least appreciate the technology that went into it. Like, yes, that is the only thing I can appreciate about That's fine. I'll, I'll accept <laughs> that. Yeah. So you think it's just the next step? It, I, it's just continuing in that step of yeah. advancement. I don't think it it's really... going. Yeah, I don't think it's going to replace real actors. I don't think it's going to, you know, ruin practical effects. I don't think mm -hmm. it's going to take away from the art of film. Film in itself is an ever-changing and ever-evolving medium. I mean, people were upset when 
like sound got added to film. Right. People it got was upset. Horrific. Exactly. People got upset when music was added to film. Like it's an ever changing medium and we need to just sort of roll with the punches, man. Mm-hmm. Go with the flow. So there's a couple of deleted scenes. Um, <laughs> no, and I completely agree. I, yep. I, I appreciate it. And, and, you know, and I didn't ask that to be... Yeah. Um, to start a conflict. I, I just knew you would have some interesting opinion on that because that's a big thing for you is, is the special effects in film. Oh, yeah. Um, but I completely agree that I think it is definitely the next... It's just the next step. It's the next logical step. Yeah. Um... But so there, with Moz, there are a couple of deleted scenes in The Force Awakens. One I can't talk about because we don't have time, but it's one that everybody should look up. If you just YouTube Maz Kanata deleted scene, it'll be the only one that pops up with Han, Finn, Chewie, and yeah. um, Maz. It's great. It's so funny. I was going to mention it because of what it talks about, with what it does for Maz. Uh, but I'm actually going to tell you to go watch it because of Han. Because <laughs> Han's the best part of the deleted scene, and that's the only reason I'm mad it didn't happen. Um, I, I love Grumpy Old Han. But the deleted scene I do want to talk about, there's also a scene shot uh, earlier when Maz was supposed to travel with the Resistance back to Dakar where Maz and Leia interact, but it was cut since J.J. said Maz really had no point in being there. Yeah. What do you think, in, in three minutes, okay. <laughs> that's all you got, what do you think was going on in the scene, and do you think this is something that could come back in Episode Nine? I think... That Maz was probably just going up to Leia like, girl, girl. You, <laughs> your family. Your family. <laughs> like, straight up, your family is nuts. I do not envy you. Um, but I understand. <laughs> so do you think, you know, we know they're going to reuse scenes for episode nine. Do you think... Yeah. I, well, it's it's okay. So let's just go ahead and say it's logical they'd probably use this scene. Probably. Do you think it would remain the same, or do you think that they may change it? I think they're probably gonna change it. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of work the scene to make Leia's lines make sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're gonna change some of the context. So they they can't go over the dialogue. Yeah. You know, they can't change what Leia says in that yes. scene. So if we go off of what you think of, okay, I think it's Maz and Leia talking about the crap show that is, is her family a little yeah. bit. If they replace Maz, who do you think that could be? You know, if the dialogue and interaction stays the same, but they say, oh, we don't want it to be Maz, we want it to be... Ben. <gasps> I really want an oh, interaction. With there. I do, I do, I, I really so much. I really want to see Ben and his mom. I think... Like, I want to see him no, apologize. No, here's the thing. I'm not saying this from a point where I'm self, so selfish about the person of Carrie Fisher that I'm like, oh, but I'm, I wanted this. I'm saying with the loss of the character of Leia. Yeah. With, you know, the unrelated to Carrie Fisher. With, with knowing that we can't get any more new Leia, I'm, I'm sad to think that we might not get Leia-Ben interaction. Because that's something I yeah. wanted so much. When I thought about that, I cried. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, Carrie Fisher is much more than a character in scenes, oh, yeah. and the loss of her is much more yeah. um, than could be stated about. Well, she's not going to be in any more movies. You know, yeah. her personality and what she stood for and meant to so many people can't be summed up in. Oh, but she's not going to be in the next movie. You know, I, I you know, we're not trying give. to sound yeah. like those those geeks um, that are like, yeah, but 
we wanted more like yeah yeah as much as i love the character of leia and how much i strive to be more leia at the end of the day it's not a whole hill of beans versus the loss of carrie fisher yeah the actual person yeah um she was an incredible human being right um you know it's just, it is a realization though with that the character yeah. is restricted yeah. um I would be impressed if they could pull it off. I would love if they could because that's the yeah, like you said, that's the interaction yeah. I want. Oh my gosh! What if there's like no dialogue between them, but she just like reaches out her hand and takes his? Mm. I would. I have my oh. opinions. I, I'm working on a piece of art that kind of sum up my opinions. You, you, you. Yes, opinions? I, I'm constantly. Well, oh, I thought you were talking about. I'm constantly working on art, but I'm working on a piece yes. of art to sum up my. I like because I I like to put my things in visuals. Yeah. So. Um, keep an eye keep an eye out on that because that'll be coming eventually but <laughs> I have my opinions by the way we're both getting tattoos this Friday we are so keep, and they're both going to be Leia tattoos keep an eye out for that as well alright so with that that's Maz Kanata that's Maz I hope you guys are satisfied we got into so much more than I thought we would get into so yeah. hopefully you enjoyed that because uh, you picked it but now we're going to get into uh, some Q's and A's are you ready Yes. Question central. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, sometimes you guys ask us cues, sometimes we ask you cues, and we always have A's for you. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week we asked you guys if you could have any hero or villain's lightsaber from the Star Wars universe, whose would you pick? Yeah, we were Street thinking Park. about um, possibilities of what this episode could be about and we couldn't think because we like to theme our questions yes you know keep your keep your juices flowing about the same topic but we realized we kind of backfired on that when we're like we don't know what we're talking about yet yeah <laughs> so we just asked a general question um yeah but yeah uh ethan Foggin. Foggin, i guess uh he'll correct me please if i am incorrect uh, said he wanted Starkiller's saber. I was very I was happy with that one. Yes. I was very happy with that one. Yes. I love that because uh, he was he he didn't quite know what he was he was like is, is Starkiller some game on the Wii or something? It was pretty cool. I was like, Wee. yeah, that's Starkiller. Uh, it was it was like that when when someone's like vaguely talking about something you love passionately and you're just trying to contain yourself like, yep, that's what that is. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, a couple of people in front of me in line at Second and Charles the other day they were talking about the Star Wars universe mm -hmm. and talking about Clone Wars. And I just wanted to be like, um, actually, um, let me correct you, please. <laughs> because you are wrong. Ooh. And it happened again. A person was trying to impress me with their knowledge. Right. But we're getting it so wrong. <laughs> I hate that. Right. Actually, Chewie is just a Yorkie with a growth defect. <laughs> <laughs> Large boy. Um, Ian Lodgson. Log? Lodgson? It's never as hard as you make it. <laughs> I can't read. Logsdon. Ian said uh, he wanted Obi-Wan's lightsaber. Mm. That's a good one. Yes, it is. But which one? Which I know which one, one he's talking about. He's talking about his episode yeah. three and four one. Uh, Nicholas Green said Grandmaster Yodas. I feel like that'd be much more of a dagger it's, to a human male. It's like this big. The handle, yeah. This is an audio medium. It's this big. <laughs> it's this one, big. One more time for the people that... That, that couldn't get it. It's this big. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, it's concealable at least. Yeah. You know, like I said, that's like that's like your little switchblade dagger. Yeah. 
or I, that's one thing I love from the Family Guy one um, is one of the things that one of the rewards that uh, Luke, which is played by Chris um, mm-hmm. Griffin, one of the Luke, uh, one of the Luke, one with of the, the gifts Luke? he gets uh, is a basket of cheese with a little um, lightsaber butter knife. Fun fact, that's from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Probably, I don't know. But, yeah, can you just imagine it just, like, melts the cheese as it does it and everything? Just put that on a toast. I can't have cheese. You can't have toast either. <laughs> I can't. I am just, ugh, tune in to our uh, celebration vlogs right, to hear gonna, me just whine about How long my, did it take us to find food today? <laughs> my dietary restrictions, because I can't have gluten. I can't have dairy. And Chicago is Pretty my, much just, yeah. It's my favorite style of pizza. Mm-hmm. Which is just mm. beats New York any day. It hates me. Uh, so, what's your answer? What lightsaber would you like? I have kind of a convoluted answer. You? No. Ow. So <laughs> you remember when no. Plo Koon's yes. action figure came out and it had the yellow lightsaber? Uh huh. That one. You've always liked yellow, yeah. I've always liked yellow. It's yeah, my think, favorite color. I think that's why you would like still Sean because she has a uh, double-bladed yellow lightsaber. Mmm. Mm. So basically, you just you just want yellow. I just want a yellow lightsaber. (laughs) Um, I would like uh, Sith Stalker Star Killer lightsaber because you gonna what? I'm gonna explain. Don't worry. So if you don't know the game, basically in the end, you're presented with a choice: a light side or a dark side choice. You can either save your friends or kill Darth Vader, and ultimately, you become Darth Vader by killing him. Uh, Well, not you don't become. This game is canon. It's actually a really good story. It could still fit. But um, you don't become Darth Vader, but basically you pay the price for being selfish. Yeah. And ultimately Palpatine makes you his new apprentice. Part of, the, part of that comes with a very Vader-like armor. Uh, it's called the Sith Stalker armor. And so it's kind of the similar breathing apparatus. Like it's keeping you alive. But it's also much scarier. He's got like Freddy Krueger claws. Ooh. Uh, he's got a very cool helmet design that we actually see. Mm-hmm. It's like this weird staple. Like if I could visually convey to everyone like how often a similar mask shows up, it'd be hilarious because it cut quite often. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but um, so his lightsaber. It's similar to his standard Star Killer saber, but different. It's got. Uh, clawed, pr- pr- clawed prongs on it. Mm-hmm. So you know the kind of um, prong that's on Dooku. So you got the curve, and then you got the. Gotcha. So it's got three, and it looks like teeth coming up at the uh, head of the lightsaber. It's that's just, cool. it really cool. Really. I cool. think I've seen that one. Probably have. Yeah. Um, it's just a really cool looking saber, uh, but I would want it with the black kyber crystal, the shadow saber, because I love the look of that. Mm-hmm. And it's way cooler than the dark saber. Fight yeah. me. I was kind of I was kind of expecting you to either pick Star Killer or the dark saber. Well, and uh, basically just put them together. Yep. I mean, because that's what that's what the Sith Stalker. Put them together saber is. and whatever you got. Nerd. He also collects other sabers. He had other sabers which are likely from other Jedi. He's probably killed, I guess. But um, I yeah. I love the Sith Stalker design of Star Killer. Yeah. But yeah, um, that would that would that would be my choice. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, Holochronicles asked us a very difficult question. Ugh. I was thinking about it for a while. I am still, I don't know. Black Series or Legos? You can only pick one. 
Yes, so uh, Black Series figures, the six-inch high-detailed posable figures, or Legos, Mm -hmm. basically. Um, What's your answer? Black Series. That's what you're going to keep or get rid of? That's what I'm going to keep. Same. Because... Most of my collection, most of our collection now, like, yeah. you know, you've started adding to it with Black Series figures. Like, it's mostly Black Series figures. Mm-hmm. They're easily accessible, very well done figures yeah. um, that capture some of our favorite characters. Yeah. I love Lego. Mm-hmm. And that's both the singular and the plural, by the way. Yes. I love Lego, um, mostly for the building and the practical aspect. Mm-hmm. I mean... I've got some that just sit on shelves and look pretty and everything, but at the end of the day, I can build Bandai kits too. Yeah. Because I enjoy those as well. So for, because most of my enjoyment of Lego comes from the building, I can do that with puzzles and model kits. So. And you have so many Gundams. Exactly. So it's <laughs> like I I could get the I could get the gist of what I get from Lego with other things. So I could replace Lego. I think still be reasonably happy. Yeah, and Legos. I love them, but they take up so much space. That is true as well. Yeah. Like, the. have you ever seen how big the Lego Star Destroyer is? Mm-hmm. It is huge. So I don't have one. Exactly. But I do have a model kit. Yes, you do. Because they make those that actually fit on shelves. Yeah. And you have two Falcons? Uh, no, I have all three. I have the oh, okay. um, Solo Falcon, I have the original Trilogy Falcon, and I have the sequel Trilogy Falcon. Okay. Well, in that segue... Oh, dang it. That was a transition... <laughs> Uh, you got me. Star it's a transition. Can I talk, please? <laughs> yes. Are you sure? Yes. Are you done? <laughs> yes. Star Wars session podcast. transmission for Scarif. <laughs> I'm sorry. Drink your coffee. Okay. Take a sip. Ask your question. I'll sip my coffee. Star Wars session podcast asked us, is the Falcon going to make it through episode nine? Man, they. I think they started a thread... Um, last week as well on this topic which had some opinions yeah again I'll let you go first I'd like you to be uninfluenced I know um I'm gonna be honest I don't think they they already killed Han I don't think they're gonna kill the Falcon (laughs) like I don't think so Mm -hmm. I know this is the end of the of the store of the Skywalker saga, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I cannot imagine them destroying the Falcon because yeah. it's not just Han, it's mm-hmm. not just the Skywalkers, it's not just Rey. Mm-hmm. The Falcon has been through a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just read Flight of the Falcon series. It, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think so. I don't think think it's going to, um, I don't think they're going to get rid of the Falcon. Yeah. To to put it clearly. Um, I think the Falcon's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there is understandably concern with it. Um, And in association, Chewie and Lando. And supposedly there's a lot of, apparently there's reason to believe that Lando and the Falcon are going down or something like that. I don't know. I I don't think so. I think the Falcon will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, I've been proven wrong before about what actually happens. But overall, I agree. I think I think the Falcon is a legacy that needs to remain. 
especially considering Han is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is something that should stick around as a testament to that and all the adventures and whatnot. Um, and so I think the Falcon will make it. I think Chewie will make it. I think Lando will make it. I, you know, I, I, I'm not too worried about the whole how many people are going to get killed by Disney this time kind of atmosphere because, eh, I mean, yeah. if it doesn't serve a point, it doesn't serve a point, and I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. But uh, alternatively, and this is what I said on the, th- on the thread, which I think was started by... Um, Star Wars Sessions, I can't remember, but, um, or Holocrons, I can't remember who started it, but either way, my comment was, I don't think they'll do that, but if they do, I think I'll be okay with it. I, I'll yeah. live. Um, and here's the thing, the sequel trilogy isn't about, it's not about, you know, your old favorites dying and, you know, that's not the story ending. Mm-hmm. I am a firm believer that the main point of the sequel trilogy is legacy. Mm-hmm. Leaving a legacy for the people who come after you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, moving on to the next generation. Because mm-hmm. as much as you don't like it, at the end of the day, you have to pass it on to the next generation at yeah, some it, point. Yeah, you can't take it with you. Exactly. And so if you're going to leave something behind, what are you leaving behind is the question. Exactly. Um... And we're not inferring that this is the sentiment behind asking this question. Yeah. You know, we're just we're just speaking generally about the fan base surrounding the concern of this question. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, uh, I, I like we talked about earlier with the whole like you know you got to be okay with both sides kind of stuff. You know, that's my that's what I was trying to put out there on Twitter recently. What this topic is, if it makes it through, cool. If it doesn't. I think we'll all be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to suck because, you know, the Falcon is a big piece of legacy, but yeah. I, I think it's because of that that it will be fine. The thing is, Han's, yeah. Han's death served a purpose. Uh, yeah. Luke's death served a purpose. So that, that's yeah. what you got to keep in mind is what if there's a purpose for it. Um, and ultimately, yeah. I think any loss will have a purpose in Episode Nine. Yeah. Um, so I think the Falcon's fine. I think Chewie's fine. I think Lando's fine. And I mentioned earlier... I have some opinions. I'm putting it into art, and that actually involves the Falcon as well. So yeah. um, I'm not going to share all of my opinions mm-hmm. because I want to finish the art piece and show it off that way. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I have my feelings of what they, what I would like to see done Yeah. with the Falcon, how I'd like to see it treated. And I know full well it's probably not going to be what I want it to be. Yeah. Because I have, I mean, because I know I have a fan brain. Mm-hmm. I think like a fan. Um, I want what a fan wants. Uh, and so I doubt what I think is going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. Um, if they do destroy the Falcon, I hope we get, like, a big sweeping shot of the inside as it's either blowing oh. up or just, like, giving it the respect it deserves. Oh, gosh, dang, that visually. We would cry. <laughs> man, and slow motion, too. It's got to exactly. be just slow motion yeah. as you travel up yeah. through the cabin, up to the cockpit. Oh, my gosh. Who would With be no fun? dice hanging, because the dice belong to Leia now. Yeah. No, 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 Ben no. has the dice. Luke had the dice. But Ben found them. Yeah, but that was just a force projection as well. Luke left that to taunt him. And I, I, I mean, okay. people have opinions, but I, 
he left that as a symbol of what he was talking about with, you know, your father will always be with you kind of stuff. He, he left like, you can't forget your legacy, man. Just because you killed him, you can't lose that. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, the last time we saw them physically was with Luke, I believe. Mm-hmm. They, I, I believe he took them off the Falcon. If he didn't, then they're still on the Falcon. Okay, but let's entertain the idea. Oh, the last you... shot is just the dice hanging. Oh, gosh! So, you started this. <laughs> let's go ahead and journey with that. So, we don't think it's going to happen, but if no. it happens, we want a, a hugely emotional slow-motion yeah. sequence within the cabin leading up to, you see the dice, and who's piloting? Who's, I mean, because somebody's got to pilot it, right? No. No. No, no, no. <laughs> you started this. No. You started this. No, I don't want to. You I have to finish. Think about it. You I don't want to fin- think about finish it. Finish what you started. Chewy and Lando. I uh, see. That's what people are thinking. I, but I don't think that'll happen. I think we're fine, guys. It's fine here. Totally fine. At least make it nine. Nope. How I are can't you? Handle um, Chewy. <laughs> I don't know. With Han being dead now, I feel like they have to be very careful with who they let fly the Falcon because it's become. Yeah. I, I, it's one of those things where it's like you. You can drive my car anytime you want when I'm alive, but once I'm dead, it becomes a, again, it becomes that legacy where it's like, I feel like only the right people can do that anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. people like, oh, could Poe pilot? He could, but I don't think he's going to be the pilot. No. Like, I don't think he should be. Yeah. Because um, I think, you know, we see Chewie, Finn, and Poe are going on an adventure together. But Chewie's like, uh, no, I'm flying, buddy. Yeah. You know. It's like we inherited mom's car and... Mm-hmm. For years and years and years, she had this, like, mass of, like... Just stuff I'd given her. <laughs> it Just... was bracelets. It was uh, rear-view mirror charms. It was all this stuff. Just jump, really. Just, yeah, I just, just gave stuff. it to her. <laughs> and it took us so long to take that down mm-hmm. after, you know, we inherited the car. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel, like, similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think once that sort of thing happens, that person cannot be detached from that anymore. You know, yeah. like, Han, even being dead, cannot be detached from the Falcon. Yeah. And so... That's not saying that we're going to blow up our car at some point. No, no. But, but I just mean, like, I feel like because Han can't be detached, whoever is attached should be connected to Han. Yeah. Meaning it's Chewie or Finn or, you know, so mm-hmm. forth. But... We went further with that question than we, we thought we would, it. but it was a uh, full of fun conversation that I imagined it would be. So thank you, Holochronicles and Star Wars Sessions for that, and thank you, Ethan, Ian, and Nicholas for answering our questions. Keep a lookout on social media for this week's uh, post. Um, we'll have some questions more uh, for next week's main show. So if you want to get on in on the shout-out, then look out for that. Interact that. Give us some A's to Q's and Q's to A's and all that stuff. Other than that, though, this is our show. Thank you again for voting mm-hmm. and everyone who participated to give us this topic. Yeah, nobody, uh, I think we had fun with it. Nobody answered my sushi question. <laughs> well, it was 1.30 a.m. Yeah. Um, I was so tired. <laughs> yeah, I think we had a lot of fun with this, and we're looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Whatever that might be about. So, uh, look, again, another reason to be on social media with us so that you can 
interact and you you know if you're thinking I want to vote I didn't vote well social media follows like us and the best part is if you really want to stay up to date then you can actually turn notifications on for Facebook and Twitter so every time we put something out there you can get it yeah. but um, other than that that's our show make sure we mentioned earlier YouTube go to our YouTube channel if you aren't already subscribed there check it out because we have some videos there now this weekend, we're going to be posting our review of Queen's Shadow, a full spoiler review of that. We're also going to be posting 10 Things We Love About Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. And again, we're going to be doing daily updates of what's happening at Celebration and yeah. so much more. So YouTube's about to blow up for us, guys. Yeah, we bought a pretty vlog camera and everything. Yep. So uh, if you aren't already, make sure you're connected over there so that you can get all that. And while you're waiting for us to post more stuff, you can check out what's already there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, subscribe. Interact with the videos, like, let us know what you think, all that good stuff. Um, I mentioned 10 Things We Love About Solo. That's going on YouTube this weekend. Yep. But what's going on Patreon? 10 Things We Love About Rogue One. Yeah, it is. So if you want to hear us talk about Rogue One, and if you want to support what we do, if you think we're so good at podcasting that we deserve money, and you would like to contribute to that, then you can do that through Patreon and get rewarded with a bonus show uh, and other goodies. Um, over on our Patreon page, um, we all have all kinds of different tiers based on what you could uh, give and all that good stuff. So please, um, we would appreciate your support. Thank you, Rebecca, for your continued support to us over on Patreon. We appreciate you. And we also appreciate all of our fans who constantly share our videos, put it out there, and um, interact with us on social media and all that other stuff. Um, mm -hmm. That is a great way to support the show uh, that doesn't cost anything. Yeah. Um, Make sure also wherever you can, especially on iTunes, to leave a review. Most of our listeners are on iTunes, so if all of you guys that listen on iTunes would leave us a review there, that would be fantastic. And yeah, we already mentioned Facebook and Twitter, so that be it. We'll be back Friday. Yes, we will. We will be back Friday. We will be back with two episodes of Clone Wars. I'm not going into the details. You know what it is. We're late and we're catching up. So yep. <laughs> just... Just deal with it. <laughs> I'm finally caught up with Umbara. Yes, so this Friday what it is is we are talking about um, some I, filler episodes. We're talking about yeah. droids and Gungans. And then we're getting into the good stuff. I was so angry. We're talking about Umbara. So, so angry. Uh, be sure to come back on Friday wherever it is you get your podcasts and check that out. I've been your herd leader, John Wayne, guys. And I've been your herd mom, Megan, guys. Stay scruffy, and may the force be with you. Bye.